it would would be better for you to eat this can than what is inside of it why must everything in this country be coated with manosoti manosoti monosodium glutamate you can't even say it i can say rat droppings does that mean i want to eat them Hello and welcome to episode 404 of Under the Call of MS, a Comics and MS episode. That was a little Remo Williams quote from the movie. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. And today we got a nice little stack of comics to talk about. And we're going to start out with Danger Girl, Kamikaze, number one and two of two. This was a ton of fun. Uh, It was a look back kind of into Pearl Harbor. A little side mission that went awry and a certain weapon kind of disappeared during a mission and the plane and everything just disappeared during the 1940s when everything was happening. Uh, I don't know if it was during the bombing run or whatever, but if this weapon would have been allowed to happen, there would have been a whole different world out there today. Certain people would not have prevailed, I don't believe, because this is a pretty wicked, pretty wicked piece of equipment that they had their hands on. And the Danger Girl crew kind of links up with some other people along the way that are also looking for this item. And then you also got the bad guys looking for these item and everything is crossing over together and you get to see how they all deal with all their other issues and the other people and everything that's happening and whether or not they find what they're looking for and all the goodies along the way with it and i am still enjoying these danger girl comics i mean they're a lot of fun from back in the 90s mostly these runs were going on but but I seen this one and figured I better check it out. And then they had the new Demon Days Samurai run that we will be talking about in, in the previews coming up. Probably go through some of the previews this weekend. But I only have a couple of the first run of Demon Day comics. So I finally sat on and read them just to get caught up. And the first one is Demon Days Cursed Web, number one from Marvel Comics. I did say that. No, I don't think I did. The Danger Girl Kamikaze comics were done by Cliff Cliffhanger back in the day. But this is Peach Momoko's Demon Days Cursed Web. Welcome to a world filled with demons and spirits, monsters and magic. 
This is the Marvel Universe like you've never seen it before. This is Demon Days, Cursed Web, the Yashadi Saga, Part 2. So I was like, damn it. I, ain't, I thought this was the first one. I didn't get the first one, so I was going to wait to read the first one. But then I'm like, screw it. I got the new run coming out. I want to at least get a feel for these, see if I like them, and decide if I want to get into the new run. But previously, Mariko Yoshida thought her life was normal until she learned that she's the child of an oni, a gruesome creature of legend. When Mariko was a small child, her mother, a beautiful oni, unlike the ones in the stories, was mysteriously killed. An old medicine, medicine woman wandering the woods found Mariko beside her mother's body and decided to raise Mariko as her granddaughter. All the while keeping the girl's past a secret, but when Mariko started having dreams of a strange, beautiful woman with two horns, the old woman decided it was time she knew the truth. I don't want to get any deeper into that because it's going too much into the first story. <coughs> which we will hopefully be reading down the road here. But I love this story. And it starts out with her collecting venom from her little spider pals. And just it was an interesting look at these characters and the ones that are coming after her and want to hunt her down to take her to this other head character and there you're dealing with a lot of onis along the way and stuff. And it was a very, very interesting look into that culture and that world. I really liked it. And then I also had got, got my hands on Demon Day's Blood Feud number one by Marvel, Marvel Comics. And this is the Yashadi Saga Part 4. So it's like I skipped one, went to two, skipped three, went to four, so... We're all a little bit behind on everything that's happening. But previously in this one, Mariko Yoshida thought her life was normal. She went to school and lived with her grandmother and their housekeeper, Kuroki, in a house at the foot of Kurosaki Mountain. Then a discovery turned her world upside down. Uh, yeah, I don't want, it basically sticks with the old... Oni story and all that that happened in the past and what was going on with their life. But in here we get a little deeper into the story. I believe this is the final one of the run. I believe it was only four issues. But in here we get a look at uh, two siblings and all their issues and what they're dealing with, what they thought they were dealing with, what they believed happened in the past, and what really happened in the past. And you got to see the greed and the jealousy and the conflict and suffering going on in these characters. And 
it was very enjoyable end to a story that I got half of. So I'm definitely going to get the other half and find out everything else that happened. But I suggest if you are into Asian lore at all and culture and stuff and are into the Asians look into the demons and different evil entities out there and stuff. I think you'd really enjoy this. So I say check it out. And if not, you always got the next run that's starting in a few months that you can also check out. Then we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, issue five, which I believe is the end of this run also. And this is by IDW. And we get a look further into the Ronin and the entity that he has has to go after the entity that may have killed other members of the family and is at least attached to the bloodline that wiped out many others. And we still have some people in here that was brought brought to our acknowledgement, our enlightenment of what characters are still around, what characters are new, and dealing with their battles to finally get the final answers and the final wishes that they have to hopefully solve certain tragedies, fix things that cause certain tragedies and stuff. I really don't want to ruin it. Uh, it's too new of a run. We don't really want to give away any characters. I want you to find out, and it's a big part of this storyline, is learning some things, guessing certain ways, and seeing whether or not you're right. A uh, couple things I had in mind actually did come to fruition and other things were a little bit different than I thought. But all together, I love this last Ronin run. So I suggest if you like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I suggest checking it out. It was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I had a good free comic book day this year. I got quite a few of them. I went through the list of all the availables, and I think I got maybe 10 that I didn't get. So I'll look for those over the next month and see if I find any at shops that I'm missing out on. But then four of them that I brought home weren't on the list. So I'm like looking at them, and they are... From what I can see from advertisements and stuff, they do look like 
These came out in 2021. Some of them and others came out uh, in 2022. Well, actually, I think these are all but maybe one. I believe are from 2022's comic book day, but for some reason weren't on a list that I could get because this one is Dark Crisis Special Edition Zero. These are four comics from Free Comic Book Day that I will be talking about. And it is Special Edition 2022 for June 2022. So that would be up to date, and it is talking uh, about the dark crisis thing that's happening right now, and this is, I had a little teaser before this, and this, I'm like reading this thinking that there was a separate dark crisis in the past maybe, but then all these little things are kind of falling in line with what I, the little teaser I did read a couple weeks ago. A week or two ago. But we get to see what's up with the aftermath after we lost the Justice League. And are we going to get a new Justice League? Are we going to have a new organization maybe instead of a Justice League? And it's like we lost a lot of key characters. Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. A lot of key characters just got wiped out in this dark crisis run in the past before this and so now we're trying to find out whether or not we're going to have a new justice league building from that or what's going to happen but it's definitely a run that i i have been sucked into and i'm interested in i don't know where i'm going to go with it i like that they have the layout back here for the Dark Crisis Checklist, which runs over Justice League Road to Dark Crisis number one, which I think might have been the thing I read. Uh, no, I think it was Justice League number 75 or something like that that I read. And then you got Dark Crisis number one, Dark Crisis Young Justice number one. I can go through all these, but you can look it up. There's a quite a few little dark crisis things but i think they're gonna have a bunch of side stories too so i don't know how deep i want to get into or if i want to wait and just go with the trade so that way i don't have to put the collection together and it's all collected for me but then next up we checked out galaxy the prettiest star special edition from dc comics also free comic book day <clears throat> And this is a very interesting look at uh, an alien princess disguised as a human boy faces her fears and finds her power. And you get to see this boy and all his problems in school and everything else around him. And he's like trying to talk to his best BFF to say that what if I'm a little different and his BFF thinks and thinking he's gay and he's like well kind of sort of it's like it's something like that and his best friend's a little goofy about how he 
relates to it all and stuff, but then uh, he hooks up with a female friend of theirs and lets her know his abilities and powers and she kind of like does a little makeover and tries to get her to be accepted more because she does have a lot of things that are highly noticeable she he uh when she's in her female form alien form she's definitely different looking but her friend makes her up and takes her out and you get to see what happens. And it was actually, it was, it pulled me in. I was interested. I'd definitely check out more of this. If I get more in the future, I will definitely let you know and read about it and see where it goes. And then the next one was free comic book day. One was DC league of super pets by DC comics. Of course, this was a ton of fun. Uh, I was holding off on this because I was kind of kind of protesting it because I feel Art Balthazar should have had a part in this comic book. At least be a huge part of the Super Pets characters. I was hoping for that when I first originally seen it but didn't get that so I kind of like stepped aside. But then after reading this it was a lot of fun. You get to see all the different super pets. <laughs> Many, or most, that I've never known before or seen. And uh, I'm not going to give them away. You're going to have to read the book to see who has what for a pet and what their abilities are. But you get to see the super pets kind of like, realizing that their owners don't really pay attention to them or they can't understand them and they can't listen to them and hear what they're saying. So they're just ignoring them and treating them like pets, even though they do super ability items and things. But but yeah, this was a ton of fun. And then they had a little teaser of Primer from DC Comics in the back, which is a... A tagger, a spray paintist, a graffiti artist girl that chooses certain colors. And when she uses those colors, she gets those abilities. And it was a ton of fun watching her take three colors to try and save an event that was happening. And you get to see how she uses those three abilities to save the... The thing that is happening, I'm trying not to ruin any, <laughs> spoil any of this stuff. This is all too new. I want people to check it out. And then the last one, last free comic book day comic that I got my hands on with this oddball batch was The Adventures of the Bailey School Kids. Vampires Don't Wear Polka Dots by Graphics and Scholastic Comics. And done by Pearl Lowe. As of the cute little kids. Spooky little story of a teacher that's moving into a spooky old house. And a couple kids that seeing the teacher moving in. And seeing her have 
impossible item that kind of looks like a coffin and Well, actually, they have a little thing in here. That way I don't have to ruin it any further than that. All is not what it seems at Bailey Enter Elementary. In the first graphic novel adaptation of this classic chapter book series, the third graders of Bailey Ent Elementary are so hard to handle that all of their teachers have quit. Well, that makes sense. But their new teacher, Miss Jeepers, is different, to say the least. She's just moved from Transylvania into a spooky old house in Bailey City. She wears a mysterious brooch that glows as green as her eyes. Could Miss Cheapers be a vampire? <laughs> it's like, it was a lot of fun. I definitely would like to read the rest of that story uh, it's great for kids good night <laughs> i don't know about nighttime reading don't want to scare them and then they can't sleep at night but <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't think it would be that scary it looks like a lot of good humoristic fun but that is it for the comics today uh i did pick up a sunday comics last week i didn't get one this week and I couldn't find a single comic to talk about, so I'm done again for a while. I am really surprised these Sunday comics have not been replaced, changed, swapped, <laughs> dropped off, or anything like that, because they are just terrible. <laughs> but we'll have to see what comes out of it in the future. Ah, some other things from the news and whatnot. Our gas prices are rising off the roof, but do you actually know that BP's profits for the first three months of this year have more than doubled after oil and gas prices soared? They profited $6.2 billion compared to last year where they profited $2.6 billion in the same amount of time. So, and that's due in part to exceptional oil and gas trading. So if they're doing their job and trading oil and getting oil, good deals through oil and gas trading and getting the profits, the cost down, they should not be profiteering from our demise. We should be getting the kickback also. You should profit to an extent, but not over profit. So this right here really pisses me off that our government is not acknowledging this, not giving two shits about us. But again, businesses are profiting. Oil, gas, uh, electric, food industries, uh, all the different heavy industries are profiting which happens to be the people that happen to grease the palms of politicians. Hmm. I wonder why they're profiting while we suffer for a war that's happening on the other side of the world with countries that pretty much didn't have much to do with us in the first place, but now we're supporting 
and sticking our nose in to a lot of shit that, hmm, I think if you ask the American public, they would disagree with a lot of these choices. Hmm. Let's keep fucking over the little people. Yeah. Not not good. Uh, that, that just pisses me off. <laughs> it just really pisses me off. Uh, Howie Mandel now is afraid to perform after Chappelle was attacked on stage. He had someone run up and tackle him. I heard that the person was armed, but I haven't heard nothing else about that, so I don't know if that's true or not. And Chappelle had bouncers and security guards around, but they didn't get there fast enough. What's going to happen next? I mean, we had the Will Smith, Chris Rock shit that started all this crap, and now it's happening regularly. I mean, we really got to do this. We really got to play these games and ruin our entertainment because what's going to happen you jackasses is now you're going to have stage events where there's going to be fences up there's going to be electrified fences there's going to be barbed wire there's going to be lines of bouncers i mean you're going to have probably events where the front row is going to have to be at least 30 feet back from stage so a bouncer can attack anybody that crosses the line before they can get to the performer. And and there's going to be all kinds of things that are going to start changing because of that. That's just, you're bringing it on upon yourself, acting like jackasses. The one little guy or gal is the one thing that can ruin it for everybody. We can have events with 20,000 people, no problems, then one person can ruin it for everybody to make every event after that change. And that's what's happening, which is bullshit. Uh, a little note notification from the video game world. Apparently, RE-verse is on its way. They're trying to get it finished off and get it going. It's Resident Evil-verse. It's like a re reimagining, replaying of the whole Resident Evil verse, which I am super looking forward to. I hope we don't go off all the old stuff anymore. Let's give it a little bit different concept. Play it up a little bit, maybe a different part of the world where the things are happening, because overall it did affect the whole world. But yeah, it's my Resident Evil is one of my favorite entities, and I have not liked where it's gone these last few years and i'm like really hoping and i've liked the reboots and the redoings of the early resident evils and stuff but i just haven't really cared for the whole uh, house of a thousand corpses style feel to the last couple games but they're good games but don't call them resident evil call them something else then WWE is going to bring out the first, I guess you could could call maybe the first action fighting role-playing game. They're going into an RPG form. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's going to play out. Because that might actually make me enjoy it more. I don't know if you could say it's the first because you did do that. 
we had the uh, Mortal Kombat did the Sub-Zero video game, which I guess you could kind of play, consider it. That was more first person, I guess. But that was a fun, different look at the fighting game genre. And then the last one was, there's an unreleased Duke Nukem Forever that was leaked out there. Apparently, years back, someone uh, did a reimagining or re rebuilding of Duke Nukem Forever made it a little bit smoother, better weaponry layout and stuff. Looked actually really good, the little clippage that I did see, but it might have a June release coming up, so we'll see what happens, see if the, the company allows it to come out. They bring it out, that'd be a lot of fun, because Duke Nukem hasn't really done much in forever, and it was a big thing when it did come out originally, so. But I am out of time with this portion, and we'll get back with the health portion after this. So, yeah, that's about all the entertainment news and stuff that I can think of at the moment. So I will get back to you with the health portion coming up. Okay, let's get to the healthy portion of the show. (laughs) I talked about fasting diets way back. I've been a fan of them for quite a long time. Granted, I'm still fat, but I do them pretty much regularly. I try to at least keep my eating between 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. Preferably, it's more like 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. is... My main eating time, my main main feed bag feed bag time. Uh, but now there's a fasting mimicking diets, the big thing, and all you're gonna see a lot of fasting diets that are gonna be played around with different concepts and all that shit because people are gonna force say that they're coming up with all these ideas and all that bullshit, but it's been around forever. But, uh, let's look at this little fasting mimicking diet. The benefits of boosting your body with a fasting mimicking diet. Extends to improving your immune system and your overall wellness. This is because fasting can be healing. And the fasting mimicking diet is a diet that tricks your body into thinking that it's fasting when it's really being nourished by super amazing nutrients. It's different from the concept of intermittent fasting, which was covered in... No, that's... That we don't have to talk about. Uh, fasting has been known to have healing qualities, including rejuvenating cells, prolonging life, and reversing some adverse health conditions. Uh, you don't have to follow any specific diet to reap the absolute fantastic benefits of the this healing regimen, they say. And this is, I'm reading this from their sites. So, 
their version of the diet will use avocados as one of the main nutrients. If you don't like avocados, they suggest other foods like macadamia nuts. Well, how are those going to substitute? I guess you're going to ground up the macadamia nuts, maybe. Make a paste out of it. They focus on this thing. This post focuses on avocados or macadamia nuts, a superfood drink, and electrolytes. People that should avoid the fasting mimicking diet are young people under the age of 18. Yeah, if you're under 18, you shouldn't have to be on some weird-ass diet. Just fix your lifestyle if you're having problems. Otherwise, you're going to just be stuck on it forever, and it's going to just, I don't know. I think it could cause other issues. When you're younger, you need all some of the oddball crap, too. <laughs> Uh, people who are chronically ill and or on medication, consult with your doctor first. Menstruating women, women on their period. Any restrictive diet may lack iron and vitamin B12, which are both crucial to the production of red blood cells. A lot of blood is lost during this time and women should rely, really try to rest and balance their hormones as much as possible with nutritional foods such as poultry, eggs, fish, and some cheeses, and dark leafy greens. Women who are pregnant and women who are nursing should not be on this diet, or at least talk to your doctors. Uh, here's some basics of what the fasting mimicking diet is. It is restrictive in calories, about 800 calories per day, and can last up to five days per month. If you prefer, it can be cycled every, every other month. Make sure to break the fast with other foods after five days so that you can trick and confuse your body to perform with maximum efficiency. You also want to avoid becoming anemic. Do not binge eat on inappropriate foods after you finish your cycle of FMD. You must be sensitive to your body because this diet is a healing diet and not a starvation diet with promises of great weight loss. The goal is to reboot your metabolism with the fasting mimicking diet and not damage it. The fast mimicking diet will ward off illnesses and keep you healthy. It will get you into a comfortable state of ketosis after faster than anything else, including drinking water alone. After this diet, you may want to incorporate a low-carb diet, such as the ketogenic diet or a healthy regimen. If you follow a paleo or keto diet at day 5 of the FMD, you will already be in ketosis. You will have negligible to no keto flu symptoms, no headaches, no cramps, and no laziness. This is mostly true if you have not abused your body with too much sugar in the past. I think they should have used the word no fatigue instead of no laziness. I think that's an asshole word when you're using any type of health talk. Uh, to prep for it, many people may recommend other ways how to do it, do the FMD, but their plan is 
to simplify as much as possible. There are a few ingredients that you need on this diet for five days. They can help not only your health and your waist, but they can also help support your wallet. We don't give a shit about that. All right, ingredient one, avocados or macadamia nuts. You'll need 10 avocados to last you five days. You'll eat one avocado for lunch and one avocado for dinner. You can get them at your grocery store. Uh, Yeah, we know that. Or buy them online. Duh. And you can keep them in the fridge to keep them from maturing too quickly. You can also get the green grocery bags to help them from ripening too fast. Stuff like that. But yeah, if you're using macadamia nuts, you want to have enough to support you for five days. A 24-ounce bag of macadamia nuts is not enough. To equal 48 tablespoons, you'll be crushing the macadamia nuts to measure them. You'll be eating four tablespoons of macadamia nuts twice a day. So buy a total of 40 tablespoons of macadamia nuts to support you for your five days. You can buy more because you can have them afterwards too. Uh, Ingredient number two is a green drink powder superfood. You'll be drinking two cups of green drink powder superfood each day. Just ask for it at your health food store or search for it online. They have one showing here called Green Greens First, I think. They say it tastes good and is what they recommend, but feel free to explore other products. You want to make sure that your superfood powder drink has enough antioxidants, phytonutrients, and tastes good. Otherwise, your drink will taste like grass, literally. If you already have green superfood, food drink that tastes bad add a bit of stevia to the mix and that should help that should help it make make it taste shittier in my opinion uh you'll simply follow the instructions on the package add the powder to water stir it up and drink it uh the reason you want the green drink powder over actual juicing well that's common sense because some juices can be bad for you juicings Then ingredient three is a supportive liquid electrolytes or Celtic sea salt. Electrolyte is a scientific term to indicate the important salts that your body needs to survive. You can get them from liquid products or include about a teaspoon of Celtic sea salt to a gallon of water to sip on every day. You can also add a bit of salt to your green drink. Electrolytes are very important because they conduct electricity in our bodies, especially in our cells and organs. Uh, Without the proper amounts of electrolytes in our bodies, we can die. Common electrolytes include sodium, potassium, chloride, and biocarbonate. Uh, if you feel any of the twitching, headaches, or flu-like symptoms, don't worry. This means that the diet is working. However, you may not be taking in all your necessary electrolytes when you undergo a diet like the FMD. When you add electrolytes to your water or to your green drink, you want to make sure that the electrolytes have no added sugar, 
additives or calories. Liquid electrolytes might work great for people who are sensitive to sodium. The best electrolytes are not going to taste like orange juice or anything like that because they are mineral-based. If you start feeling, start twitching, feeling ill and tired, or start getting a headache, then you are most likely in need of electrolytes. So add about a quarter teaspoon of Celtic sea salt to 32 ounces of water and drink it. Or might as well add one full teaspoon of Celtic sea salt to a gallon of water and sip on it all day. Uh, just like the oil in a in a car needs frequent changing to preserve the car's engine, the ionic exchange that electrolytes provide is needed in the body to preserve its health and vitality. On the safe side, you may need to add about one teaspoon of Celtic sea salt for every gallon of water you consume. This is to hydrate your body during the day. You may may need more electrolytes during the day, especially if you're feeling nauseated or tired. <clears throat> so that's an interesting diet. Let's see. A simple fasting mimicking diet meal plan that you can do five days per month every month is... Five days per month, you do the cycling duration. Meal one, you repeat for five days. One avocado or four tablespoons of mactamid nuts. One cup of green powder superfood. Meal two, that you also repeat for five days, is one avocado or four tablespoons of macadamia nuts and one cup of green powder superfood. Throughout the day, drink water, add electrolytes or Celtic sea salt as needed, if needed. So yeah, I guess well yeah, they got two different meal plans here. They're pretty much the same though, either way, but just like they just talked about. So, I don't know. It's a thing worth checking out. It looks like you're not not really fasting. You're just pretending to fast. You're just taking those two meals throughout the day with all your electrolytes and watching everything else. Uh, this doesn't really have any... Any... Interesting stuff. We need, uh, we got a light. This is not some type of in-home health, health care thing. It's the Cordia Mobile Carry Pod or phone clip you can pick up, and it looks like it's uh, got two little pads on it. 
and you download the app and then you can take instant EKGs and instant results you can get right on your phone. That's kind of actually interesting. It's called a live core. Uh, A-L-I-V-E-C-O-R. And it's also through Cordia Mobile. K-A-R-D-I-A-M-O-B-I-L-E. And you can do EKGs at home. That's actually kind of interesting. And it's a Looks like it's going to cost you 75 to 100 bucks on average, but could be interesting for to have on hand just to check things when you're having an MS hug to make sure that you're not having a heart attack or something like that. Uh, great place to find tips for your MS and working with your caretakers and all that stuff. The National Multiple Sclerosis Society has tons of information that you can search and look through. There's the MS gym that you can go to and the msgym.com, I believe. You can go to there. And they have all kinds of little workouts for foot drops, spasticity, the MS hug, legs problems, balance problems, uh, and it's just the neck pain, uh, improving your chair core strength if you're in a wheelchair. And they got all kinds of awesome little videos and stuff you can check out for exercises so check out the ms gym if you need some extra workout ideas or exercise things and tips and tricks and all that stuff uh tremors and spasms They can occur randomly. They can occur all the time. They can occur for a few minutes here and there, whatever. It can happen when you're sleeping. A lot of times my tremors and spasms are way worse when I'm laying down or sleeping. Uh, You can have visible tremors. Just basically watching body parts that are flipping out and stuff. So I'll be walking and all of a sudden my knee, you'll just see parts of it that are just spasming out, freaking out. And you're not feeling it, but you're seeing it. Or you are feeling it and seeing it. Intention tremors uh, are more daytime stuff. Things that happen not when you're laying down or sleeping. There'll be more when you're awake and you're up and about. Uh, It's different types of things that 
people don't understand that I am recording and understand what they're doing. I don't need their telling me it, but <laughs> just trying to get, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know how to make people understand when I'm talking. I'm not talking to a wall. I'm talking to <laughs> the masses out there, but yeah, it's, I get it if it's something important, but don't have to tell me what you're doing throughout the day, I, unless it's something I got to worry about. Uh, this person has a thing that, oh, they avoid soup because of their hand tremors. I get that. Yeah, I understand. Any type of liquidy item, especially if it's hot, you don't want to be sitting there with the handshakes and you're spasming out and things are happening. Also, you get a lap full of hot soup or a chest full of hot coffee or tea or something like that. And you're just, you're focusing on it. You're trying to keep your hands steady. It's doing good. And then as soon as you grab the item, it starts shaking. Say, or I'm writing, trying to write, and all of a sudden my hand's going all over the place. It's the reason I had to quit tattooing and a lot of my art stuff. It just seems like when I get deeper into it is when it gets worse. It gets when I'm enjoying what I'm drawing, sketching, writing, and everything's going good. That's when it Likes to kick in and just say, hey, remember me? Uh, but yeah. We can have all types of different spasms and tremors and shakes. And that throughout the day. And they can come and go as they please. And they don't give us warning. They just happen when they happen. And we got to adapt and deal with it. And then this person's talking about ms pains coming from spasticity the ms hug pisthesis and how sometimes just being touched is enough to make you want to scream you can have such sensitive triggers and our flesh can feel like it's burning ripping tearing getting shredded and someone goes to shake your hand or touch your arm and they don't realize that that touch is just setting off all kinds of other issues. And it's like people like to slap you on the back, slap you in the arm. I <laughs> still like to slap you on the ass too every now and then. But they just don't realize for some people that's a major inconvenience. But it's hard to explain it to them too because it's a lifestyle thing they're used to it it's how they're how they grew up and what they're used to dealing with and doing uh let's see pain is one of the first things that came to mind when given the prompt you know you have ms when blank let's see You can find tons of people talking about their MS pains and issues online and look at them, see if they 
have any ways to relate with some of the issues you may have. The psychological effects of constantly being in pain isn't something that everyone understands. It can definitely take a toll on your mental health. But there are some effective coping mechanisms you can try if you look into things. Uh, (laughs) The question, how are you, is usually quite loaded for those with MS when they are almost always physically in pain or experiencing other awful symptoms. I... I still, to this day, don't know how to answer that. It just... You want to say, oh, I'm dealing with this, this, and this right now. But hey, other than that, I'm out and about. But (laughs) it's like, you can't really make them understand and accept it. They don't have no idea what it's like to go through these different types of pains and stuff. So how do you really get it across to them? It's just so much easier just to not say anything. And then people don't know what you're going through and they can't help you out either that way. So that's not a good thing sometimes. But most people don't seem to really want to know the true answer to that question. So people with MS often answer, I'm fine, (laughs) even when we're not. Uh, MS, what it's like. Uh, friends, family, others might ask what it's like in order to try to better understand it. It's just too hard to try to describe the nerve pain, the fatigue, the cog fog, the characteristics of all the other issues and problems because so many people relate it to basic ideas of those same issues and problems but you can look it up online and there's some you'll find pages of people talking about their experience and what they've said to people and how they've talked and what kind of responses they got back from it but massage can help with some symptoms Uh, acupuncture can help with some things the tens units can help with things but all those can also cause problems if you have dyslexia and stuff and different different pains from being touched or your numbness and other issues that can cause you extra pains from those items so you gotta be careful about it like my knee pains suck but and I'm asleep from my bottom of my rib cage to my toes and my forearms to fingertips for well over 30 years now and uh, it's elevated in levels over the years too Uh, I lost my train of thought here but uh oh yeah i was talking about needling i go and 
when I do have physical therapy, I go to my one therapist that does needling and he does wonders with those needles. I deal with the annoyance of the needle going through the numb skin. But when he hits that spot and makes me want to jump off that table, it <laughs> the rest of the day, that pain area has gone way down and feels way better. So I will accept the needle going through the numb flesh to get to the painful flesh to try and eliminate the pain. And I appreciate it and it works great for about a week. I'd love to have it done like a couple times a month, but I can't afford to. Because if I wanted to go into physical therapy, it's going to cost me a $40 copay every session. And then each session is like $150. But between that and the rubber banding and the other workouts and machines that I can get access to by being at the physical therapy, it's so worth it. But I just can't find a way to make it affordable. And I'll take my six sessions a year to get those out. Those I can get away with only after having to pay the copay. And everything beyond that, I also got to pay the full payment. So, but but yeah, that's another way to look at pain and all our wonderful issues. Uh, this person talks about how they are what disabled looks like. The National MS Society did a MS Awareness Month campaign where they asked everybody to kind of give a concept of what multiple sclerosis looks like for each individual person. Those are great stories you can go and check out and learn from other people suffering with it. It's like I said, it's a snowflake disease. So everybody deals with it differently and everybody has issues differently. And this way you can find some relatable issues and maybe find ways that they dealt with it that you haven't thought about trying and might work out in your advantage. So, but we are out of time and we're going to end it there. And you can check out Crimson Cull Comic Club, Under the Cull. Keep following Under the Cull of MS. Rate, review, tell a friend. Subscribe. Send questions and comments to KevinTheDuckPool at gmail.com. Just keep a smile on your face. Ignore those pains and issues and just... Try and have as good a day as possible. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one.